So anyway, I'm super excited to announce Alan Haskell to be speaking today. Um, if you guys do not know, he is officially starting his, uh, is a candidate for lead pastor? Is that the right wording? You know how good my English is. So anyway, so today is going to be um, his first sermon. He is going to preach all of this month. And then um, as a leadership team, we'll meet up and we'll decide if we're going to go forward at the end of the month. And then the last Sunday of August, we will be taking a vote as a church if the leadership recommends Alan to be lead pastor. So um, encourage him. Um, I was going to set up some dates for him to go and hang out with families and eat dinner with them. But I don't know if it's just they went and made dates or other people made dates, but they have already met a bunch of people within the church. Um, they've been at several gatherings already. So if you guys want some one-on-one -on -one time with the Haskell family, all right, his wife, Jamie, she loves this stuff. Stand up. Yes, stand up. So this is Jamie. All right. Now listen. She's the whole reason we'd call Alan anyway. So anyway, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. And then Alan, you guys have seen him. He's tall and not hard to miss. But I met Alan five years ago or four years ago now off of him going to a pastor's breakfast. And uh, Rashad just happened to be there at that breakfast as well. And somehow they got on the subject of church camp. So um, next thing I know, me and Alan are out to lunch. And then next thing I know, we're at church camp. And the next thing I know, I'm on the uh, leadership team of the church camp. I don't know how that all happened that quick, but it did. And so when you guys hear me talk about Cara, that's spelled X-A-P-A, that is where I met Alan. And Alan is the executive director. I don't even know what your actual title is. Whatever. Titles are nothing to me. Anyway, um, so that is who Alan is. I'm super excited if you guys knew the whole backstory of why he's here now, when you'll learn it eventually, it's just a God thing, in my opinion. So um, I'm super excited. I don't really hear him preach to adults very often. It's always to kids. And so I was like, man, this could be awesome. So I caught a sermon that he, he did to adults a few weeks ago. And so that was exciting for me to watch. But anyway, I'm super excited to introduce Alan Haskell. I don't know how to follow up the introduction, so I'm just going <laughs> to. Oh, fourth, fifth, and sixth, go. It's a fun class. I've already been in there once, by the way, Jason. Fun group. You guys let anybody in. Um, if you will, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter number 18, is where we're going to be here in just a few minutes. I want to say thank you, first off, for a chance to come here and speak and possibly be a part of this family. Uh, I've gotten to know this family uh, through ministry, as Jason said. I've got to meet and spend time with and pray with and goof off with and cry with and make fun of this family. So it kind of feels like a family already a little bit. I uh, appreciated getting to hear. Um, he's already stepped out. Pete speak last week and Louie two weeks ago, and uh, where are you at, David? Right up front. And David, three weeks ago. So we've been kind of 
getting to meet everybody as we can. Uh, we would love to get together with anyone who wants to get together. Uh, also, I'll let you know, the rest of the month, today we're in Matthew 18, the rest of the month we're going to be doing Colossians 1, 2, 3, and 4. Every week I've heard every guy that's got up here saying, check it out for yourself, right? Read the Bible for yourself, see if what I'm teaching is true. So you can actually read ahead. Next week will be Colossians 1, unless God changed their mind last minute. Next week will be Colossians 1, so you can read ahead, figure out where we're going and what we're doing. Anyway, uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse Number 21 is where we're going to start. We're just going to do 21 and 22 uh, to start out with. The Bible says, And Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for a time they have to meet, to worship together. Uh, Lord, I just pray that your words will be spoken today. Lord, that I wouldn't stand in the way of what you're trying to do here this morning. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. All right, so the stage is set in Matthew of what's going on. What's going on here in Matthew 18 is this. Jesus is speaking uh, to the disciples, and they're, they're having discussions. They're having an honest conversation. They're having an honest conversation about forgiveness, about life. And this is where we come to where Jesus says, I do not say unto you, but 77 times. And the way to understand that in the Greek there is 70 times 7. If you've read it out of a couple other translations, you've probably seen it uh, read that way. But before I get into that, I want to tell you a little something. How many of you ever had a, had a best friend when you were growing up that you got in a fight with? Any of you ever have one of those? Do you remember what you even fought about? Some of you do. Some of you do. I, I don't. I remember I had, I had a friend of mine. His name was Carl. Uh, Carl and I are still friends to this day. We met in kindergarten. We talked too much in kindergarten and a teacher decided, since we talked too much together, we'd have to separate us. And so one of us went on one side of the room, one of us went on the other. And when that happened, we decided what we needed to do was to just still talk to each other. So after about a week of that, the teacher figured out uh, there was no way in the world that we were going to sit apart. So we got to sit together, and it was that way until about fifth grade. And something happened. I don't know what it was. I don't know who made who mad. I don't know. But for three or four weeks, me and Carl didn't eat lunch together. We didn't walk home from school together. Yes, kids, people used to walk home from school. That used to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> we used to walk home. My, my uh, oldest son, Levi, is right in here. His elementary school was literally a mile from our house, and it drove me nuts that he either had to ride the bus or, or get driven because it would look bad upon him to walk to school, even though there was a sidewalk the whole way. Uh, if you knew the hood I walked through growing up, you'd be like, man, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, we'd see all kind of things growing up. Anyway, so Carl, we fought. I don't know what it was about. All I remember was one day his mom showed up and knocked on my door. And their house was about five blocks from our house, and she didn't drive. 
which let me know something. When a little Jamaican lady walks five blocks to get to your house and your mom and her on the porch for about a half an hour, you know you're in trouble. Next thing I know, I was walking back with her to his house, and I was apologizing for whatever dumb thing I did. And to this day, I still couldn't tell you what it was. But I can tell you this much, that after we forgave each other, we were friends, and we have been friends now for almost 40 years. Because forgiveness is the key thing in relationships in life. Forgiveness is the key thing. And what, what I want you to see first off here is forgiveness must be extreme. Peter, by the way, when Peter said forgive seven times, he thought he was doing something good. You know, turn the other cheek is the thing, right? So they hit you once, that's one. They hit you on the other side, that's two. That's forgiveness, right? And after you turn the other cheek, after two times, you're done with them. That's how we think, right? So that's... That's the Hebrew world that Peter is speaking into. But the illustration was much greater than that. The illustration was 70 times 7. I have a couple guys, uh, Jeff, Jason. They're going to illustrate this for us. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm probably more excited about this than either of these guys. Well, I don't know. Jeff might be fairly excited about this. So, you going to take a chair? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, that's a lot, isn't it? That's all right. We'll, we'll make it through. Um, well, I, I want you to picture pennies as a fence, okay? One penny isn't a whole lot, right? So, say I'm offending Jason, all right? Say, you know, say I lied about him once, right? Doesn't, doesn't, I mean, you felt it, right? But it's not a whole big thing. And so that's the one, right? Then the two, I spread a rumor about him, right? And then I go beyond that. I was supposed to do something for him, and I didn't show up, right? Just rolls off, right? And then maybe it got worse. And maybe me and him had a verbal altercation. You ever been there? Say something dumb. It's a little something, right? It's only four offenses, but you're starting to get annoyed, right? <laughs> you're starting to get annoyed. Uh, and then five... Man, I, I just, I had to turn one of his friends against him. Just rolls off, right? By this point, he's getting numb, and it doesn't even matter what six and seven are, does it? Six and seven could be anything, but they're just there. They're just there. Forgiveness is a weight, because sin continues to run down. Now I showed you what seven sins look like. Now Jeff's going to show you 70 times seven. Jeff, take all the time you need. If you want it to be quick, make it quick. If you want it to be slow, make it slow. 
So the sins are just raining off, right? Are you are you starting to feel that? <laughs> There's a reason I chose Jeff for this because I knew Jeff would inflict the right amount of pain in this. Now I'm going to have Jason sit up here for a minute after Jeff's done. You enjoyed that way too much. Why don't you give Jeff a round of applause? And uh, now Jason has been offended more times than he can count, right? <laughs> he doesn't even know what all that's for, right? You got no idea. By the way, we'll have a reverse like penny offering at the end of this, so don't worry about it. Uh, the kids will clean it up, and we'll just tell them it's a, like an Easter egg hunt for pennies, so we'll be fine. Um, after it's rolled down, after he's soaked in it, we realize one thing, and that's this, that this man does not have the power to forgive this many sins, Right? He doesn't. It's not in him. He can't. You can go ahead and go have a seat. He can roll back that way. <laughs> shake him out everywhere you need to shake him out of. Oh, my. <laughs> I saw way more than I ever wanted to see already this morning. So... I want you to understand something, because we all get offended by people, right? We all have things that happen to us that hurt us, and that's the way they feel. They're all over, all right? It's nothing you can get away from. I want to say something when I'm here, because I don't want you to get, get sideways in what the illustration is on forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean staying in a situation that you're getting abused in. But forgiveness means forgiving your abuser, not for their sins, and for Christ's sake. Because why? Christ died for us, right? He gave everything he had for us. So not only is forgiveness extreme, but forgiveness must be extravagant. If you would, uh, there, verses 23 to 27, says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants, when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, the mass, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him, and forgave him of the debt. That doesn't make sense in our mind because we have no idea what 10,000 talents were, do we? 10,000 talents, and I'll give you inflation, so I'm not sure the last uh, illustration I saw of this was from 2017. 10,000 talents is the equivalent to four and a half billion, with a B, U.S. dollars. 
the picture is a picture of extremity. The picture is a picture of, of not only a sin debt, not only a, a forgiveness debt that we could not pay, it's a forgiveness debt our children and our grandchildren couldn't pay. That's why it's talking about in the culture references there, they were sold into it like what, what would be a, uh, an indentured servanthood for seven years to pay back a debt. And it said that that man did so much wrong, not only was he going to be in trouble, but his kids, his grandkids, they're all going to have to be sold. Every single one. I want you to understand something. Many times families bear the brunt of generational sin. We carry around debt that we can never forgive. Because let me just give you a few Bible illustrations. You look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know Isaac and Jacob were liars. You know why Isaac and Jacob were liars? Because Abraham was. And no one in the family had ever broken that chain. No one had ever <laughs> stepped out of it. No one had ever laid it down, asked for forgiveness, and forsook it. Never happened. But we're called to do that, aren't we? To lay it down. I needed a visible illustration of this. Leah, could you pop up the, the pennies for me? Um, I love, I'm a geek. I love to read just weird news stories. I, I used to get stories sent to me every day that were news of the weird. This was one that popped up uh, a few years ago. This man had saved up. He started saving in 1952. Saved for almost 60 years. And then he came to the bank and dropped off 81,500 500 pennies, which is $815. But probably the hardest way you'll ever see $815 in your life. Pretty sure whoever ran the coin counter at the bank that day wished they would have called in sick. Right? <laughs> they probably had to call to the banks to get the wrappers. How many pennies do we get on average day? Two, three, four, five. Some of you are cashless. Some of you still use cash. Uh, we've got a jar in our house that all the loose change goes in. And, and, you know, there's only a few that go in it every day, right? And that's how we look at our sin, right? We look at it like it's just not a whole lot, you know? I lied once today. You know, I was mean to my wife once today. I wasn't yet, so I'm just getting that one in advance. Uh, trying to prepare. Spending the week with the in-laws, so I'm just trying to prepare beforehand. Uh, you get those one little things, right? Those little sins. But they add up, right? And what they add up to is a debt we could never forgive. Jesus has forgiven us of more pennies than could fill this building. He's loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. 
in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the Bible describes us as ungodly, meaning far from God, meaning we don't even care. By the way, you don't quite understand that until you've had your own children. Those of you who've had your own children know what I'm talking about. When they're three or four years old and they do something that's just mean to you, but to them it's just something they do, right? But you love them anyway. And that's what Christ did for us. And he loved us with an everlasting love that means even if we have 10,000 times that, that amount of sins in our life, he has forgiven us for every single one of them. So we see the parable, this man's forgiven a great debt, right? He should be excited. Just as when Christ forgives us, we should be so thrilled with it that we shouldn't hold the account for other people, right? Christ has forgiven us more than we could imagine, more than we could ever know. So how does this man respond to being forgiven from all of this? It says, verse 28, before we even get into that, I want, to, I want you to read this part. It says, but when that same servant went out, why does it say servant? Because he was serving the man who forgave him of everything. That same servant went out, found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So he's just been forgiven of four and a half billion dollars, okay? Billion with, a, that's Bill Gates' money, all right? He's been forgiven of that much. He finds this guy. Runs up, you mind if I use you again? I might as well. He runs up, he sees, he's like, give me my money, and when he doesn't give the money, he starts to choke him. And, and the idea there is a violent choke. Saying, give me everything. Say, why did it matter? Well, in our terms today, about $8,000. Is $8,000 a lot of money to you? It's a lot of money to me. Um, four, four billion is a lot more than that, right? It's like, I think I, think I did the math on it. It's like 5,000 times more, right? So he's been forgiven this debt that's multiplied multiples more. But he finds this guy and he says... You owe me this much. Pay me back. Verse 30 says, He refused and went and put him in prison till he paid the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then the master summoned him and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick that up in a minute. 
when people hurt us, it's hard to forgive. I don't care if it's a marriage. I don't care if it's a church situation. I don't care if it's a work situation. I don't care if it's a family situation. When people hurt us, it's hard to forgive. It's hard. Why is it hard? Because it's a dying process. It's a grieving process. It's a, it's a process of saying, Lord, you're right, and I have to honor you whether I want to or not. But I want you to notice something. What happened in verse 32, I'm sorry, verse 31, it says, When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. You ever been in a situation like that? Did something dumb? Someone came to you in a situation that you should have reconciled and you didn't do it? Or maybe you opened your mouth when you shouldn't have? <laughs> I know if you have kids, you've done it. I know if you're married, you've done it. I know if you've been in church ever, you've done it. Some of the craziest things I've ever seen uh, forgiveness-wise have happened in church, and nobody's going to amen that, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Figured somebody would. Um, it happens, right? And when it happens, what happens? Verse 31 happens. The fellow servants looked around. They were upset. They were upset because of what had taken place. Why were they upset? Because it was irrational, right? You ever found out whenever you, whenever you do something good, nobody really talks about it all that much? But whenever you do something dumb, Ryland, am I right? Whenever you do something dumb, everybody knows about it, right? <laughs> that work gets around quick. It doesn't matter... It doesn't matter how small or how big work gets around quick when you've done something like this. I want you to realize something, and this is something that we need to realize as individual believers, as members of families, and as part of a church body. We lose our witness when we refuse to forgive. We lose our witness. Why? Because grudges. An unbelieving world sees people who keep record of wrong. God's house and God's people shouldn't be that way. We should sh keep short accounts. Uh, the Bible talks about not letting the sun set on our wrath. What's that mean? That means at the end of every day we should let that emotion go. Thank you for taking the time to join us on this podcast from Church on the Rock here in Brownsburg, Indiana. If you would like any more information about our church family, our pastor, or where we meet, please visit our website, www.churchontherockbb.com.